going to talk about an interesting thought and something that I think we, we know is an issue in our healthcare system, but we haven't done a very good job of tackling it, at least not to this point. Um, and there's uh, some work in terms of this is what we need to do. Should we be collecting race-based data as part of our healthcare system right across the country? Because uh, collecting that information, you know, might make it a little easier for us to track the inequities that we know exist in the system and also help us to address them. But... How do you go about doing that? And then what do you do with the data? There's lots of questions around it for sure. And all of them were addressed in the Canadian Medical Association Journal this week in a piece that was authored by our next guest in part. Um, and we're going to chat now with Dr. Andrew Pinto. He is the lead author of the commentary and the founder of the nonprofit Upstream Lab based at the MAP Center for Urban Health Solutions at St. Michael's Hospital in Toronto. Uh, Dr. Pinto, thank you so much for joining us. I do appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. So, first of all, to start, let's talk about what we do now in terms of mm-hmm. data collection and information gathering around race and healthcare. What what's the situation that we deploy now? Right now, there's very little across Canada, with a few exceptions. There are there's some of this information gathered in community health centers that have been serving. Uh, Canadians for many years, uh, but they end up only reaching a small proportion of the population. There's a few select hospitals across Canada that have been doing this kind of a cluster in the Toronto area. And then there's also um, a few territories like uh, Northwest Territories and Nunavut, which have been collecting info on Indigenous identity at health card renewal. And finally, Nova Scotia, which is just at the very start of this type of process. But beyond that, there isn't a lot. And what we do have about um, people's experience of racism in the health system is mostly from inquests when something like bad happens, when somebody has died or there's been some really serious thing. Sometimes we get a, a picture of what happened, but we don't have this data, you know, collected in a systematic way. And we don't have kind of the ways to enable action coming from this data. Okay, so help me out, because like you say, in terms of the data that we have, we know there's inequities, and like you say, we have some sort of tracing and tracking, but um, what's our knowledge based on now? Is it is it largely anecdotal? Is there some you know assessment and data collection being done? How do we come up with what we know at this point? Yeah, there's first, there's a, a lot of experience that communities have had that, that we hear about and that you know, as a as a practicing doctor, I hear from patients about their experiences. So we have that, and it often it is dismissed as like anecdotal. We have a few big serious things like the death of Brian Sinclair or the death of Joyce Eshkwan mm-hmm. that happened recently, um, where there's a big inquest and people point out and say, yes, there's systemic racism, but we don't. Yeah, we don't have this in a systematic way that also leads to accountability and and actually that we could say to a health system or a government you know here's how things are now in terms of access people's experience and here they are you know a few years later there hasn't been much change or there is change and there's progress on on making things better so doctor how useful would that information be i mean data is sort of key to so many different situations in the world i mean what would we be able to do better if we had better information to to build from yeah, and I think there's kind of three things that this could result in. And this is the, the proposal that we make is that all across Canada, provinces and territories start as part of health card renewal, 
um, or when people first sign up, is asking a question about people's race or Indigenous identity, that this would not be visible on the actual card, which is really important uh, because people could face discrimination, but it's more in the background. And the things that it would do is, number one, it would allow us to measure in a systematic way that's nearly universal um, what the gaps are, what the inequities are. Are people, for example, waiting longer for cancer treatment? Are people experiencing less access to specialist care? Or are they having poor outcomes? Number two, it would create accountability. So it would actually be part of agreements that um, governments have with, say, health service providers to say, are you are you meeting these? Are you making improvements? And third, it would be a really powerful way to engage communities in both understanding this data and being in control of the data about their community, but also coming up with solutions to help fix those inequities. Are we doing this anywhere in Canada? Are there some jurisdictions that are doing a better job of this or are doing this at all uh, compared to other ones? Yeah, it's very, very little across Canada right now. We can look at, at other jurisdictions like the United States, where because of the civil rights movement, there's been a long history of collecting data like this to ensure desegregation was happening. But we don't have a lot of this. We have some examples, one of which we talked about in the article, of a specific hospital in Toronto, the Centre for Addiction and Mental Health, which has collected this. And they did show and find that there was big gaps in terms of um, um, how people were being treated by the system. And they then use that to inform their anti-racism plan. But there, there isn't a lot as yet. And so um, I think the big thing is it's kind of easy to change questions on a health card renewal form. The bigger, deeper uh, kind of investment will need to be how do you engage communities? How do you make sure communities have access to the data and are part of coming up with solutions. We did see a, a really good example of this during the COVID pandemic, where in some places like Ontario and Manitoba, they started to collect this data and it did inform the response. And we actually saw reductions in inequities, like how many people were dying uh, of COVID. Um, but beyond that, we don't have a lot of examples of yet. Um, I, I, I was just thinking about it, and I imagine there would be potential controversy around this how what do we need to do if we're going to embark down this path how do we do it in a way that um we don't have issues because i can see issues arising from this 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 could be sensitive in some areas how do we do this properly and make sure that we we don't do this in a way that could be problematic yeah there's a couple of key things one is um for for sure the staff who are involved with explaining to people these questions, why they're, they're being asked this, they need to be trained on the reality that racism exists in the health system um, and that we're collecting this in a voluntary way um, to be able to track that and to create solutions. Um, it's really essential that people know it wouldn't be visible on their card um, and it's going to be more in the background. And we would need to set up the processes so communities um, can be engaged and can also be the ones to say, you know what, this is a good thing. This is going to serve our interests and our needs. And we're part of this. That's why you should feel comfortable yeah. with this, whether it's groups like the Black Health Alliance, uh, which has been calling for this information for a while, or Indigenous community leaders. Um, they need to be, you know, really at the forefront of this. Um, I think the other kind of key things are to explain to people that 
race is a social construct. It's, it doesn't, there aren't really big biological differences between different groups. And that sometimes can be confusing to people because, you know, uh, I think a lot of us, you know, get, got exposed to this idea that there are these differences between people of different racial background and, and there aren't really. So making sure it doesn't reinforce that idea when we're collecting it with health cards and also that we're not reinforcing the idea that this, this needs to be integrated into clinical algorithms and decision making but it's something more about the fact that people are treated differently by systems based on how they look and their appearance where, where do we go from here how do we get this happening are we seeing it happen start anywhere i mean how do we get this from what we're talking about now to actually having it in place yeah so what what we're doing in the the group the group of us who authored this and and the team that I lead the upstream lab we're reaching out to each province and territory and and saying first you know did you see this and and really how can we help how can we help you make sure your staff are trained set up you know processes to engage communities what's that going to look like how much is it going to cost how do you create that so we we want to work with folks around this and there's already been some really positive uptake um, around this so I think it'll take time because it, it takes time to build those procedures but it could, it could really be transformative it could also be where communities in our our very diverse you know country who have not always felt heard or their experiences were validated hopefully they they see that and this creates a mechanism that really creates actions that are going to be very you know, specific to different communities, whether that's outreach programs or services, and that we see these gaps, um, these gaps reduced. It's an interesting conversation, and uh, we'll be uh, following it to see where it goes from here. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today. I appreciate your time.